0: No, this for seven, for this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was gonna rip his heart out, I'm the best ever I'm the most brutal of Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been There's no one can stop me, Lynch is a conqueror No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody's ruthless I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Simcy, there's no one like me I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Praise be to Allah
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Ringside Fracas. I'm your host, Naeem, and today I'm joined by dapper dapper how are you, bro?
1: I'm doing well, thank you. How are you, my brother?
2: I'm good, bro. We had a good fight. I mean, this was this weekend was a fight that I think was a bit underrated, and that's mainly to do with the weight class it was involved in. But for yeah. me, this weekend was as big as a sort of Spence Crawford type. Not the similar big, but in on that same level in terms of how big it was going to be the fighters that were involved and how excited i was going into that fight um so we're going to get straight into it bam versus sunny we've wanted that fight since uh, bam came back down to flyweight um in 2023 and won the belt in wbo the wbo belt no messing around there wasn't none of this negotiating stuff there wasn't any like uh I need this, you need that, we need to get this, do this. You know, We didn't wait too long for this fight. This fight was one of the quickest made fights we've got. A 27-year-old Sonny Edwards who's probably at the best form of his life Mm -hmm. against Bam Rodriguez, 23-year-old, still coming and finding where his levels are and where he's at in this sport. Um, And still what he's done to that point before this fight, amazing for a 23-year-old. And going into it, I think my thoughts were that Bam's last two performances weren't great. It, it was good. He won him, it won him the titles and defended his title, but it wasn't elite. And it looked like he was struggling with certain things. With Sonny's, it, it was like he was, but with Sonny's, it looked like he didn't find his level yet. Like he didn't find the right opponent that was really testing him. There was a fight before that a year ago that he did have, which kind of did test him a bit. But it was, again, it wasn't that kind of test. The reason why this fight was so anticipated was because two fighters in their prime, they need to find that opponent that's going to bring the best out of them. And I tweeted before the fight, like a couple hours before the fight, I said, I hope we get a standout performance like we did in the Spence Crawford fight, um, like we did in in Tank Garcia, uh, in the Haney Progress fight. We get one fighter, that, on paper this looks good, but one fighter really stands out and they assert their authority and stamp themselves on the scene. And we got that from Bam stops Sonny edwards the first ever person to stop sunny edwards in the ninth round completely dominated him not dominated in total it was a competitive fight but he won most of the rounds it was a show out performance from him um and I, I can't wait to get into all of it um what were your thoughts in total about what you what what did you first think about this fight when it got made because obviously I'm, i i i watch more of the flyweights. i like the lighter weights like like pause but i i like watching a lot of the flyweights fight fight because i think their technique um their ability their physicality is different to what you get from the heavyweights and in the middleweights you still got a good technical level fighters from them they're really brilliant and because they're quite small they can throw a lot more and you get to see a lot more output but from your aspect because obviously you don't follow the flyweight division as closely what were your thoughts on the fight before it happened
1: yeah, I don't follow the, the flyaways, but the reason why this fight caught my attention was because, first of all, I feel like both of them, you know, have a story going into this. So for Sonny Edwards, he's one of the best English English fighters we have, or fighters in the UK, one of the best. So, um, uh, currently, so a win for him would have been so big, in my opinion, um, and being able to unify, it, it would have established another, you know, elite tier, UK fighter for us. So that was one that was um one side of it. And from Bam's perspective, um, I know that, you know, during the time that, you know, um AJ was fighting it for the second time, Bam's name came up a bit a few times because Garcia's his trainer. Um so I started like paying attention to him from then and he I can't remember what fight it was, but he had a, like a a, a a um highlight real knockout, I think a couple of years ago. Um and so I feel like that plus his age as well, he kind of just built the fight. And also Sonny Edwards did a good job actually building the fight. Like we had a lot of commotion going on on, on, on the build up to this fight, you know, complaints about potential unfair judging, you know, um, the the, the face off that they had, you know, I felt that like they did a, a reasonably good job of hyping up the fight. So I was locked in um, and boy, this fight exceeded my expectations generally. Um, I didn't know what to expect initially, because like you said, I don't keep up with the flyweights, but I do know flyweights, he's not going to throw like a hundred punches per round, and things of that nature. But yeah, the, the fight was incredible. Um, my, my, my thoughts on the actual fight, itself, so I watched it. Um, I stayed up to watch it. Um, so the first round, I gave a, I think I gave the first one to Sonny. Uh, it was more of a feel out round, of course, and obviously Sonny was moving really well, um, and he was trying to get his jab going. And, it was kind of, they were kind of kind of feel like each other. But for me, from that round on, it just felt like, I just had this feeling like the inevitable was going to happen which was Sonny Sunny getting stopped. And I think the reason why I felt that way was because everything that Bam was landing had an impact. Like I felt it as the viewer. And whenever Sunny was done any punches, and Sonny was landing some great punches, like, I'm talking about some crispy one-twos, you know, that jab was going, he landed some excellent punches, but... None of those punches made me feel like, ooh, like, you know, Bam needs to be careful here. I was scared for Sonny. It reminds me of when um, uh, Woods fought Lara the first fight. It, 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 adjacent to that, it was kind of like that, where, you know, regardless of who's winning the round, you just can't take too many punches from this guy. And the inevitable happened. I think it was round nine, we got the stoppage. Round nine or ten. Round uh-huh. nine. Right now, right at the end of round nine, you know, um, Bam hit Sonny with the crispiest. You know, he hit him with a right, was it a left to the body, and a right? Left to the a body, and right over the top.
2: There was a left over the top,
1: right to the body, right to the body, left over the top. Yeah, incredible. Oh, because he's a softball. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, incredible. Um, and you know, it just, you know, massive respects to Sonny. You know, he got in there and he was game for this fight. And I feel like he gave he, he gave it his all, man. He he was there to win. He wanted to win, and you know, regardless of how people feel about the quit and no quit, everything that led up to him being dropped, he didn't show any signs of I want to quit. Like he he was he was in the fight. You know, obviously when he went, went back to his corner, he, he might had to have reevaluate some things. But he said himself that from the second round, he couldn't see out of his left eye right or left i can't remember which one
2: is but this, uh, it's his right eye i think it was yeah. right
1: eye. he couldn't see out i was right eye since it's like from the second one onwards so you know um yeah and to still go in there and still try to win i have to give you respect man but yeah i, I think there's there's, there's, a, there's a slight part of me that feels like there's just there's, the, the levels there's just a bit of levels and i feel like bam is a tier above sunny um and we saw those levels today. And Sun is an elite boxer. He's 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 excellent, and he's one of the best that his country has. And for Ban to have a sharp performance like that, you know, huge props, man. That was a great fight. That that is one of the best fights I've watched this year. Genuinely. it was a, it was a really good fight.
2: Yeah, it it delivered, and and we knew on paper it was going to deliver. Um, it was his sorry, it was his left eye that was messed up properly. Um, because the jab, it, it was the jab that he said in in the second round. Sonny he said, I couldn't something hit me hard in my eye and I think his orbital basically broke and he said I was seeing double um, and whatnot and the the thing that I think is quite interesting is what I found was when I saw the first round I thought Sonny was gonna I saw his fight Sonny's fight this previous fight with Ocampos and I thought well Ocampos is not that high level of fighter so you don't have to fight towards your um, your sort of stance you don't have to fight your normal style he, you can go out and take more risks if you think that you're higher level than them which he was but i thought he's not gonna fight like he did against a against uh bam because obviously that's a high level fight you're gonna stick to what you know your strengths or whatnot so i was quite confused as to why he in the first couple rounds decided oh, i'm gonna you know cut uh, front, on the front foot try to take the center of the ring rather than making bam come to me even though he knows in bam's last fight he did struggle to um, cut off the ring the good thing that bam did i saw was getting that jab off straight away getting that off and also the left uh, the right hook his lead hook and lead uppercut that he was throwing so in you know we watched the obviously the haney progre fight and one of the biggest things about the haney Progray fight is the footwork between the two and haney every time was always because he's the author because he's the orthodox guy and progre was southpaw was always going to um progre's right so haney's left And Progre would open his right shoulder and basically turn with him. And that's he's very slow with his feet. So that gives uh, Haney all the time to turn, um, to move and get the angle and not get hit at all with anything. What Bam was doing really well was either he was keeping up with his feet by stepping across or he was throwing a lead right hook so that uh, it would collide with Sonny as he's coming in, as as Sonny's stepping to his left because he's stepping to Bam's right. So he threw that right hook and that right uppercut It's just brilliant performance. Like he knew everything in front of him and he could see what it was. And he's just breaking him down, finding his range. And one thing I've said always about Bam Rodriguez, is he has so many shots in his arsenal that it all comes out once he starts flowing. And it was a brilliant performance. Um, he had trouble in his last fight cutting the ring off. He looked very lacklustre. The fight before that, he was in a war with a tough Mexican. That was really staying in the fire and really sticking it to him and he couldn't really affect him but this fight his shots were affecting sunny um his jab was clean and his body shots were really good especially
1: when you have a mover like Sunny. Yeah, that was very effective like his body work yeah when you have a
2: mover like sunny you want to limit the
1: move that's how like you keep them stationary <laughs> just attack
2: that body and that's what he need just went to the body it was a proper masterclass on looks there's
1: a guy who Sonny's legs didn't look like how they normally look and initially I just thought maybe the moment was getting to him but when I watched someone around back it was because of what Bam was doing to him. That's why he couldn't move like how he normally moves.
2: Yeah uh, it's just they knew what to do to uh, limit Sonny. I think Sonny could have done better in terms of how he started that fight um, and the problems that he could have offered uh, Bam but At the end of the day, you go with the performance. It might have been because maybe he thought, if I fight the way I normally fight, I might not get on the judges' cards because they'll give it to him off of pure aggression. Whatever the case is, it wasn't the best plan from Sonny Edwards, but he's a dog. Like The guy is a dog. He was getting hit with so many shots and he was coming back trying to win. About the whole quitting thing, I mean, I've always been consistent with my criteria. There's a literal definition of quitting. It doesn't make you a quitter, but, we'd be naive to think that other fighters won't look at Sonny Edwards and think, well, if I do stick it on you, that door now is there for you. Like I said with Dubois, like I said with Ryan Garcia this year, um, like I said with... Uh, who else quit recently that I was talking about? Billy Joe Saunders, not recently, but once that door is there, the the high-level fighters that want to fight you, they'll look at that and they'll know I can push you out that door. If that guy could push you, I can push you out that door.
1: Because once you quit, you've got demons now, boy yeah
2: it doesn't mean you are a quitter it doesn't mean that but you quit fair enough no, no one's saying insult his eye was messed up you have to give it to him same thing i said about dubois and the joyce fight his eye was messed up um but once like i'll again i'll repeat that once that door is there it's always going to be there and we don't know if you're going to take that door or not
1: mm-hmm. so that,
2: that's my you know two p or uh, two pence on the situation but on in terms of performance, like Bam really had a standout performance, and that's what we've been seeing a lot of these fights now. The bigger fights that we think are 50 50, what we're seeing is we're getting good entertainment, but we're also seeing the, the cream of the crop. Seeing the levels, yeah, yeah, you're really seeing it. We saw that, it with Crawford, we're seeing it with Bam, we saw it with Tank.
1: Like, this is the- was- kind of sorry. Even, this is why some of these guys get to fight because some of these fighters that like, we want to see fight the best, some of these guys are special, like genuinely yeah. not special. And, like, I feel like some fighters might see that just be like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just, it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Boxing yeah. is a tough sport, man. 100% it's hell.
2: Um, but these give credit to these two because they took this fight very quickly, in terms of when how how it long it takes the usual big fights to happen, um, they both wanted to see who the best in the division was. So, uh, Bam came to this division this year only, won two titles in two fights, took on the number one in the division and stopped the number one guy in the division. Sunny Edwards has been calling for unifications in that division for a very long time, and you've got the other champions who are just scared because they don't want to fight Sunny because they know the problem that he offers it can make them look bad and they don't want to look bad because that hurts their stock and they don't want to lose their belt as well. They don't want lose the money that it's offered. But these two stepped up and took a chance. So credit to both of them because they put on a brilliant fight. And that division, especially the lighter weights, because they suffer from not having the same popularity as other divisions, you need the big fights or else you're not going to get as popular. You're not going to get the money flowing through. Like there was one time, you know, the Chocolatito, the Estradas, the Rungvisais, they were all fighting each other in the super flyweight division because they needed the money and that was the only way to get it is to fight each other because no one else was really watching like that but from Bam that's what you have to do and I think he's he's on his way to becoming a star not I wouldn't say pay-per-view because like I said he he's a lighter weight fighter so it's going to be hard to really sell that but he, he's a star and he's, it's a great performance from him and he, he, he's already had a brilliant career by the age of 23 within a decade we'll probably look back and be like you know this guy's done so much in his career because I think he's going to continue to achieve more and it looks like he wants to go after Estrada next so hes he said he wants to vacate his titles at 112 move up to 115 again and fight Estrada which I think is a brilliant fight for him especially in the US because Estrada is really well known out in the US um, that would be a brilliant fight and the Mexicans will go out to that fight as well because that's brilliant because you've got a Mexican guy fighting and then uh, Rodriguez who obviously he's American but Mexican heritage so that would be a brilliant fight to set but for BAM, it's sort of now. Let's go to 115 and go for the big names like the Estradas, the, the people in Japan, um, Ioka, Tanaka, all the big names. You've got to go for them now, especially because you you're in the lighter weights. So you don't you don't have the luxury of fighting a B level name and having the same effect. You've got to fight the A level names in order for your career to keep going up and for you to keep getting that money. But the credit to both of them. I was excited for this fight, it really delivered, man. I'm and I'm very happy here with it. And with Sonny, we've got to give him all the credit in the world because he went out there, he fought, he lost his it, it, boxing, but he tried and he gave us what we wanted a good, brilliant fight. And he'll be back there again. Well, obviously, he needs to heal up, but he'll be back there. And I hope he does finally get some of the fights that he's been wanting to because a lot of the times you see like you see these boogeyman's that lose now, everyone wants to fight them. So hopefully, he does get the fights now that he's been. Um, wanting for a long time but what what a night man and this this night is what boxing is all about just getting the two best in the not in the not in the division but in the world some of the two best box in the world and getting them to fight and it was a brilliant um performance man andrew totally says great performance for rodriguez but my boy kinshiro stops still stops him pretty comfortably yeah so if you don't know dapo kinshiro taraji is a hundred and eight eight pound fighter, unified. I think WBC and something else, it might be WBO I can't remember. But he, he's a very good fighter. I always tune into his fights live. Um uh Yeah, he's twenty two and one, WBA, WBC, and the ring one hundred eight pound fighter. Really good fighter. And if he does step up, if Taraji does step up, Japanese guy, if he does step up to um, one twelve, I would love I would love to see him fight Sonny Edwards or something like that because Sonny Edwards needs those big fights. And Japan, especially for the lightweight, it's a big market that that should be cracked at some point for the Western light fighters, because those fighters like Taraji, Nakatani, Inoue, uh, Inoue's brother, um, Ayoka Tanaka, for example, there's a whole load of world-class fighters that can get them a lot of money if they fight them, and pretty big fights. So I can't wait, man, but this was such a great event. So big up Matchroom, because they really, last two weeks, they've been going ham, like Haney hey, Progre. And then now uh, Bam, Sunny, and then next week, obviously, the big, well, next week, this Saturday, the uh, big Saudi card. Like, we've been treated to a lot of big fights in this last December, and what a way to end this year, especially with this fight, which this fight, I feel, is the best fight out of all of them, but obviously the most underrated fight because of those their weight classes. But yeah, anything else do you want to add about um, that fight?
1: Nah, nah, all good, man.
2: Yeah, so as we were saying, we started off December very well, got Haney Progre, we had Ryan Garcia um, returning at the start of the month. Um, and then now we move on to the big Saudi card. Obviously, we've done a big preview um, over every all of these fights um, in detail. Uh, if you want to uh, check that, it's our last podcast, so you can check that. That was like two weeks ago. Um, also, any if any of you lot have any thoughts, please comment it. We, we'll read it out and would like we love to interact with uh, everyone's thoughts and what people think about certain fights and certain things going on in boxing um yeah so finally i mean december 23rd since the start of the year because you remember the start of the year talk sport i remember who is name um simon jordan came on saying oh i have this rumor that they're going to try to do up op- um uh, fury usyk and wilder joshua on the same night on december 23rd And the whole whirlwind that kind of followed that. I don't know. It was around April time, and the whole whirlwind that kind of followed that because everyone's like, "Oh, we're going to get this, Are we're not going to get this." So we are finally we're here, and we've got a card which obviously doesn't live to the same hype as what we thought it could have been, but it's still a good card. Relatively, it's not the best card, still a very good stacked card that I think a lot of people, in terms of casuals,
1: have interest in it. Yeah. I don't think it's the greatest card ever, but it's out, interesting. Out of 10, what would you say? Um, I think it is a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I agree.
2: 7 to 8. That's yeah. yeah that's it. it would be even better if the two main events were swapped, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, one second. So, uh, my computer froze. So, I'm just going to keep talking until it unfreezes, because my computer always does this for some reason. Um, you can still hear me, right? Yep, I can still hear you. Okay, cool. cool. So let's start off with the first fight. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start this off, and then I'm going to turn my computer and come back on. So I'll let I'll hand it to you.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Let's start off with. Do you want to start off with the main fights, or do you want to start from the lower fights? Let's go
1: in order. So lower fights, and we'll get to the main stuff. Okay. Let's.
2: The two mismatches. We don't need to talk about them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, forget yeah. So For everyone that's watching, Hergovich-Dumori Mori is a mismatch. Nothing needs to be talked about. If Hergovich doesn't destroy him in one round and everyone that got involved in making that fight doesn't get arrested, I won't be happy. <laughs> um, Sanchez versus Junior Far. Junior Far got knocked out by Lucas Brown in one round.
1: That's all you need to say, brother.
2: That's it. So, all right, let's start with Bivon Arthur. I think that's the next fight. And then it'll be Oppatai after that. What do I yeah. say about Bivon? Do you oh, want to go yeah. first? You know, I'll let you go because I know you love about Bivon. I'm gonna quickly
1: switch off my thing. Yeah, you know, I love a bit of a pause. But um now, so I'm really intrigued in this fight because Bibble was I think it was both of our five of the years last year, right? Um so I'm really interested to see how or oh, he, he he looks like um now coming off a long layoff. He hasn't fought in over in almost over a year. It's been over a year. Um so I'm really interested to see what he looks like in the ring. Um, I don't think um, Linden is on his level. I think Bivol's are quite like two or three tiers above. So I'm expecting to see a, a, a fight similar to Bivol versus um, Spider Craig Richards, but probably look a lot more easier um, from Bivol's perspective only because you know of the only because of the um, ring rust that we might see. But I'm really, really interested to see where Bivol's currently at. And hopefully we can set up uh, an undisputed fight with him and Baturbia, especially coming off um, the Fury fight. We saw Fury in Ngarni card, We saw Bivol and Baturbia in, Saudi, in, in um, Saudi together. So I hope we can obviously get that put together. But yeah, really interested to in see this fight. I'm expecting a. a, a Shut out performance, especially in a flush. I'm expecting, you know, Bivol to comfortably win most, if not all rounds. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't think um, off was anything special. I'm even, I'm still even angry that um, um, Yard lost to him that first time. Um, so I genuinely, I genuinely don't see, I don't, I don't see Arthur giving Bivol any problems. Like, the only thing that Arthur has over Bill was is, is height and, and reach, but I don't think that's going to cause him problems, so yeah, that's my take on the fight.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, sorry again for my laptop technical issues. Always no no with Bivol, it's just it's, a, it's frustrating because he had one of the best ever years he's ever had by beating Canelo and then Zerdo. And you're thinking, when you have a year like that, you have to at least follow it up the next year with something okay, maybe not as big. But at least being active and keep fighting. You have to, especially because you're not a star, you've gotten the big exposure there, and yet you I want to lose the
1: momentum, man.
2: Yeah, no no one cares anymore. Like the, the Canelo fight's in the wind now. No one really cares about that. Again, Zerdo again, that fight's in the wind. More people talking about Better Beer, even though he fought in January, but still people care about that because he's fighting Callum Smith next in January. Um, so he's sort of lost the momentum he kind of gained. That's his own fault because he tried to do all these negotiations with Canelo, tried to get more money, tried to do a lower weight class, tried to do whatever. And he basically tried to gamble. They made a gamble. It flopped and they are where they are now. But this is a good chance for him now. You're in this Saudi card. The Saudis are going to overpay for you. And what I'm hearing is that the Saudis are getting most of these fighters that they've signed onto this card. They want them to come back again. So like Opetaya, I know he's got a multi-fight deal now. Um, And we'll get onto him. But so for him, it's now the opportunity you're in this big card. A lot of people are going to be watching. You need to put do a job on Lyndon Arthur. An interesting thing I saw at the press conference, Lyndon Arthur was limping. So when the fight was announced, he was limping. Now, I don't know if that's because something whatever. Obviously, you don't know, but it does seem like Lyndon Arthur has taken this fight because he's got paid a boatload of money. There's not really going to get anywhere else. Um, And it's also a title shot that he's not going to get. If he does goes through the normal channels. The channels he's going through right now, he's struggling with Lyndon. He's got his IBO belt and he's struggling to to really do a job on the fighters that they're getting from him, and they're not really world class level fighters at all. So I'm not expect like you said, I'm not expecting much from Lyndon Arthur if he can, and I hope he does. He, he I hope he puts on a career best performance because I want to see Bivol come through that, but. I can't. I can't. If, if, if against lower class fighters, you're still kind of in your head stuttering whether and thinking whether or not to let your right hand go, and you're not really letting it go like that, you'll do the same against Bibble. Bibble is even worse because once you feel his power, you're not going to feel the, um, the, uh, the want, the willingness to trade with him as often. Um, so I'm expecting, I can't lie, there is a very good chance that if Bivel's not really on it, that we could get a stinker here where Bivol wins, but he doesn't really win that like amazingly. But I'm hoping we do see that, and he I want to see him cook Lyndon Arthur. Like He should cook him differently. Lyndon gets scared a lot in fights, and once the pressure's on, he folds a lot. Um, and if Bivol can apply that pressure, he can get Lyndon Arthur to fold, and technically he's much better than Lyndon Arthur. Everything Lyndon Arthur's good at, Bivol's 10 times better. So this should be, this is, this is in my eyes, this is a mismatch. But it could become a stinker. So that, that that's my take on it. Bivol should win by, he should win by stoppage. I think he should eventually, down the stretch, stop Lyndon Arthur in the later rounds. Like, he gets a feel for him, starts to work him out, and then later rounds just really turns the gears and gets him out of there. And because stoppages, or even getting a knockdown, something he's missing in his career. And the reason I say that is, when you fight a, when you want to fight a guy like Better yeah, you can have power that keeps you honest. But if you don't have that power to at least drop someone, especially when you're on top of them, pause. Um, Better is not going to be troubled, you know, and Better of knows he can knock anyone out. He's knocked everyone out that he's fought. So you have to have at least a bit of power to keep him off of you. So,
1: do you know how hmm. insane that is? To Probably, knock yeah. every single person out that you fought. It's just. At this t- position of, of your career,
2: that's so great. Yeah, that yeah, him and Matthias. The fact that they're world champions, and they've knocked everyone out that they've fought at a world champion level is insane. And it's more mm. insane for Better Beef because he's been world champion for a very long time. That's ridiculous. But it's yeah, freak, freaks the natures. I think in, Russian cyborg. Better his, his. His. The. His. Fit, we could tell. What you know? When him. Remember we were talking about in the group chat when mm. him and Arthur. Him, him and um, Yard better be yard did the face off and then we, we just i was telling you man when you when you see them stand together and you just compare the sizes of their fists next to each other better beevs was like twice the size of lynn of uh, anthony yard's fist like that guy has a, like one of those guys whose hands are built for boxing he's built to punch people in the face the same thing like you know brock lesnar in the ufc they had to make different size gloves for brock lesnar because his hands were so big. Even for heavyweights, they didn't have the right size of glove for it to fit in. They had to specially make, I think it was like quadruple XL gloves just so it could fit his hands. Some people just got certain genetic bits, genetics about them that it makes them perfect for a sport. And Better beov got that when it comes to his hands. And then what's even worse is Better Beov's really good at boxing. Like he can box. So I'm, I can't wait to preview that Callum Smith fight. That's gonna be a good one. Uh, yeah, anything other than a Bivol stoppage or domination complete is is poor on Bivol's part. He's been given a chance here to show out and look good here. So, good fight to come back to from injury.
1: Agreed. I, I expect the same. Um, yeah, I'm only... I'm, I'm, I'm not super confident on a stoppage only because he's been out of the ring for a while. But I'm expecting a, a very dominant performance, at the very least.
2: Yeah, what fills me with more confidence is, I think... If Arthur's shown the door, like other people, he'll leave. He'll open it. He's gone. So we'll see. Um, The next fight, Jai Opataya is taking on Ellis Zorro. So Jai Opataya, in the build-up to this, which really pissed me off, is um, the IBF basically out of nowhere, two weeks before the fight, said, we're not going to grant your request to fight Zorro. So either you cancel this fight and then you fight Breedis at some point, or we strip you. The worst part is, Breedis didn't complain when the Zora fight was made. Breedis said he can't fight for December anyway. So this fight for Opatah is just for him to um, keep, busy. keep busy. And also he's been offered money by the Saudis that he's not going to get anywhere else. Again, mm. most of these fighters have been. So the IBF, for some reason, two weeks out of the fight, just decided to have main character syndrome and go, no. We don't want our thing on this. We don't want our belt on this. You have to listen to us. Even though that if he did listen to them, he still wouldn't fight until like February. So he could fight now and then still fight in February. So there's no issue with what he's doing. What it truly is, is the IBF don't like, for some reason, they just want to be the main, like I said, main character syndrome. They want to be in the headlines. They want to be, um, seem like they're doing a good job when they're not. They stripped um, Joe Cordino when he had an injury and gave... It to uh, made it a vacant title belt against um, Barat and Zoffa and Rakimov. He mm. got injured a month, and then a, a month later, because he can't fight because his hand was injured from the fight he won it in. You're saying no, he has to vacate his belt because he's injured. Like he's just dumb. Like they're, they're sometimes like all these sanctioning bodies just stupid. So There's the no point. consistency at all in
1: their roles. And yeah, so I think
2: Opitaya, He said he's 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 binning the belt. So I'm happy he is. At, at some point. You have to just go to the sanctioning bodies, but look, I'm, you're letting certain people get away with certain things, and you're also applying these bull, like these rubbish like rules and stupid things you're doing. I'm not gonna screw your belts, I don't need your belts. And good thing for Apatia, because he needs the money makes more sense for him because he's got a multi-fight deal in Saudi. So he's just gonna keep making money that he's not gonna get in the cruiserweight division, especially at cruiserweight, it's not that lucrative. So big up him for that. But going into the fight. Zoro's is not Zoro's similar level to Jordan Thompson, maybe a bit better, but similar level. I, just, I expect I, this is a mismatch. I expect Jaya Pataya to again go through the gears, show out again, really show how cold he is, and and stop Zora brutally in this fight. What do you think?
1: I have the exact same opinion. This is another mismatch.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like it's it's one of those fights. like Bivol and Apatya, one of those fighters. I always want to see their fights. But I'll be honest; these fights aren't that competitive on paper. They're not. They shouldn't be. Like, especially the, how I think and how most people view Bivol and Oppertai in terms of their levels. This is way below their level. Way, way below. This is somewhere. This is where. This is where you can add to your highlights. This is where you can, you know, you can get those YouTube clips. You can get those viral moments, and you can make, you can build your profile a bit. So I'm expecting Oppertai to stop Zoro brutally. I'd say within nine rounds. Within nine, he should do it i don't expect anything else so but finally i think we can we can leave those two fights the, the, again those are a bit missed misman- not as one-sided as the first two but they're still one-sided fights in my opinion we can move on to some of the more competitive fights here yeah? so um aslan Bek mahmudov heavyweight prospect russian big guy trains with better bf scary looking guy um, looks like a wolf I don't know how but his face just resembles a wolf uh takes on uh, ranked contender Ajit Kabayal Which I think in terms of matchmaking Is very good for him I remember Lewis in the group chat You know when we were watching um, Enganu Fury Mahmudov was on the undercard And obviously he got a first round knockout And Lewis was like complaining like, Why do these guys always get these bums um, Like, Why don't they get like any proper opponents This is a proper opponent for Kabayal Since Takam This is his first proper opponent now and Kabayel's really going to come and stick it to him. Mahmoudov, in terms of technical ability, I'm not as convinced on him. I think he's very. I think he's he's he he's the type of guy, he's got that mentality, which I think for heavier boxing, you need these type of guys because it really makes the division fun. I'm going to knock you out or you're going to knock me out. But I'm going to come head forward, charge at you, and try yeah. to put you down within the first two rounds. Yeah. So that's what I'm expecting from Mahmoudov. I think he gets it done. I think he stops Kabayov. I think his levels at a, a certain point, when he starts to get to top 10, then we will see him struggle. I think with Kabayov, I think Kabayov's not really that a stat like he's not really a big puncher like that in my eyes. He's not a big mover. There's nothing really special about Kabayov. I think he's just going to get flatlined within five rounds. But he can be tricky enough to make it a long night for Mahmoudov if Mahmudov's not on it so it's a good competitive fight i think your thoughts
1: yeah it's a good fight both undefeated um yeah. so that's always good um but i agree with you i feel like, i think mark will win because he's just in your face and he's one of those guys like he said he's just gonna you know keep moving forward and and he, he punches hard most of these heavyweights do but he, he punches quite hard so um yeah. I expect him to uh, stop Kabayal. Um Not off of anything like super technical or anything, but just like the pure pressure um, that he will probably put on Kabayal. So I expect a stoppage. And it's a good fight to kind of start the chain of heavyweight fights we get after that. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, those are my overall thoughts. I think Mahmoud should come off for the win. It's a good fight. It is a good fight, both on the field. You know, yeah. someone's always has to go. And I, I, I particularly la- like heavyweight fights when both men are obviously underfed and stuff because we're, we're more likely to see someone get stopped in the heavyweight division right? yeah. Um,
2: yeah. so yeah also Mahmoud has got that kind of style where he throws a lot, he throws to try and knock you out but he's this big six foot, I think he's six foot five heavy, big heavyweight you like to see these type of fights because you it's like these big human beings just swinging at each other, knocking each other out like it's fun to watch from even from a casual perspective.
0: It's fun,
1: it's fun to
2: watch do. this. So, I, I, I that's going to be a good fight. I think, I think that's going to be more competitive than some of the other fights. So, Kabeo can win. I'll say that now here. I think Kabeo can win. I just wouldn't put the line with him. I think Mahmudov will get him out of there. So, good fight. Speaking of another good fight, this is, I think, this is one of the fights that I think is grabbing a lot of the attention. Um, so, Daniel Dubois takes on. Jerome Miller, uh, good, good fight. I'll get your thoughts first because I know you do Miller look at your well, you know, a lot, you know, a lot about them.
1: Okay, this is my most anticipated fight on this card more than AJA, more than Wilder, only because I need to see Miller lose. I need to see that guy lose because I don't feel like proper justice has been served on what he did when he was supposed to fight Anthony Joshua. All them drugs he took and he's back fighting like nothing happened. That's crazy to me. Um, so I need like proper payback. My only issue is <sighs> Miller isn't known as a like super powerful puncher. Um, like he isn't some guy that's like mad powerful, but the thing is he does throw a lot of punches. Um and that's my only worry for Dubois in this fight. Because if you have someone that has sort of volume Miller can put on you i'm really worried that we might get a joe joyce dubois situation again where Miller finds a target and just continues to hit that target if that makes sense yeah um but i don't know man i think the is a better fighter i think he punches harder and i think he should win like Let's take away the Usyk fight and the Joyce fight. Like this is a fight you can win. You know, you know he, he's been the has been in there with like big strong guys, Pulls. But um, yeah, I'm really interested in this fight because I am so sorry. I really want to see Miller lose. I really want to see him lose. Um, so I'm I'm proper backing the bar for this fight, and a big part of me feels like I'm gonna be disappointed. But I do think he should win. I do want him to win. Um, but how he can win? I I think. What are the best like what? What's the boss's best bit of winning this fight? I think he needs to trust his power, man, and he needs to let his hands go on Miller. I feel like he has the power to stop Miller, um, and that relentless pressure. If he can put that pressure on Miller, like he used to put on, like like the boss used to be a tank, man. Like even like before the Joyce fight, you know, like to watch the Gorman fight. Like he used to be like a comfort fight, like proper tank. And I feel like if he can deploy some of the same tactics on Miller. he should be able to get the win. I don't think miller has got a, a crazy iron chin and he's massively overweight. He's a big boy, you know, um, and if the drug testing is being done properly, God knows what Miller will look like this time around. So, um, yeah, I really do hope that the ball wins this fight. What are your thoughts? Um, it is, It's
2: like Mahmoud and Cabello. You've got two guys big heavyweights, not great defence, but they're going to come at each other, and they're going to pause. They're going to do everything they can to get each other out of there. Uh, let me start with Miller. I st- watched Miller's last fight against Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown again. If you're fighting Lucas Brown in 2023, there's something wrong with your career. But fought Lucas Brown in Dubai, juiced up as always. I won't be surprised if he's juiced up again for this fight. He's 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 a repeat offender. He always offend Jerome Miller. He shouldn't be on this platform, but it is what he is. It's fighting. Many people are getting second, third, fourth, five, fifth chances when it comes to drug tests. But with um, Miller, good engine, no power, good chin. He can take a lot of shots, but no defense. He's got rubbish defense. Like Brown was landing a lot of good shots on him. And the reason I say he doesn't have that much power is he was landing like 30 shots on uh, on Brown. Brown didn't go down till he, like, he landed the 50th clean, hard shot on him. So he doesn't got that, he ain't got that power that keeps a, someone honest or that power that can rock you. So I, I, that's why I always think if him and AJ ever fought in 2019, AJ would have battered him differently because there was nothing coming his way. But he's got a good engine and 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 he, he keeps coming forward. He applies a lot of relentless pressure. Because he uh, applies that relentless pressure, he's very leaky with his defense and he gets hit with everything. He uses his chin as defense more than his hands. You can't do that against Dubois because no matter what you say about Dubois, he can punch. Uh, He's athletic. He can punch. And if he just sticks to the basics, which is all he knows, he doesn't know anything more than the basics, he can win this fight. To be fair, if you ask him to spell basic, I don't know if you'd get there. But um, that's all he needs. Just jab right hand and that's it. And every time he's coming forward, just whack a right hand down the middle and you're going to catch him. You're going to catch Miller. Can he put him over? Can he knock him out? I think he can. I think eventually he can he can stop him Dubois. I think Dubois can eventually stop Miller. The, the the difference will be is if Miller does get onto his chest and really doesn't really give him that space to land his right hands or any of his uppercuts or his shots. Does that doubt start to creep in in Dubois' head? And it's it's not that hard to get into Dubois' head. There's not a lot of space there's, there's nothing there anyway. So it's easy for the doubt to get in there. And does that door appear for him where mm, I don't want to fight this war of attrition? Because I, I do think that it's this is going to be a war of attrition, that both fighters are going to have to come through something tough to, to win this fight because they're both going to stick on each other. The good thing for Dubois, like I said, is Miller doesn't hit as hard. It's just he throws a lot. So you don't have to worry about single shots really hurting you, but that there are many shots. But if you if you're able to time your shots and you're able to catch him, you he can do a lot of damage because if brown is catching him with those shots if dubois catches him with those same shots dubois can definitely hurt him he can even break something in his face dubois can punch there's there's no doubt that dubois can punch he can definitely punch um so it's an interesting fight because like you said it's something where everyone's looking forward to because look miller can sell well everyone knows that miller can sell a fight well and also it's it's tough to see who wins mainly based off of dubois if dubois is mentally there he can win this fight easily. I think this is a fight set for him to win. But if he's not, Miller can easily take over in the later rounds of this fight, press that gas tank and really stick on him. That's,
1: that's my that's my worry. Yeah, I see where you're coming from.
2: So it's hard. Yeah, and it's hard to tell because you don't know what state of mind Dubois is. He's coming off the loss against Usyk, where look he quit off a jab. Even Miller's taking the piss out of him for that. Like he's saying, you're you, he called him the B word. He's like. We know you quit. We've seen you quit. You're going to do it again. So for Dubois, this is a chance where every fight that you're going to have after Usyk and Joyce is a chance to show everyone, look, I'm not a quitter. But everyone will still call you a quitter after, but you you have to go out there and show that you're not. And I think this fight could turn into a situation where we will see if he's a repeat offender. Does he keep quitting again and again and again and again when someone sticks on him? And I think for Dubois, a lot is riding on him because I was saying this earlier. Um, On the GC, that he's very lucky that uh, Frank Warren really like rides for him. Pause, but like he really backs him. He really, you know, invests in him because he wouldn't be getting these opportunities otherwise. Who he he got he quit against Dubois. He quit against Joyce, but who got the first title shot? Joyce or Dubois? Dubois. Dubois. Before Joyce has not had a world title shot yet, but Dubois already had one against Usyk this year. And now, even though he lost to Usik and quit, he's on this Saudi card making money that he would never get at anyway, but he's getting that money now. And those Saudis are probably gonna bring him out again And
1: Joyce will probably never see you for the rest of his career.
2: Look at look at look at how look at how Frank Warren treated the two of them after their loss. Mm-hmm. When when Dubois lost against Usyk, he went to Talksport. He made sure they went to Talksport, and like the whole agenda was we're appealing. It, was mm-hmm. a, it wasn't low blow, it was a body shot. Daniel Dubois should be world champion. With Joe Joyce, what do you do? I think Joe Joyce should have a different career. Like the, he he backs Dubois the fight so is much. Crazy. And they both are his
1: fighters, which is mad. Yeah, but he backs
2: Dubois so much that Dubois is very fortunate. He does not deserve most of these opportunities that he's getting, but he's mm-hmm. getting them. So he has to make the most of them. But I do think that this might be the cutoff point. I think there's a certain point that Frank's going to go, look, I put a lot of crap, a lot of bloody money into you, yeah? Because I wanted you to fight AJ, wanted you to fight Fury, uh, why, etc., and make me a crap ton of money in stadium fights. But you haven't delivered on that level. If you cannot beat Jarrell Miller, who is rubbish and tailor-made for you to knock him out, um, that's it. Like, yeah go do like i don't know drawings with crayons or something like that like just do something stimulating for your brain because there's nothing there but like honestly like it's he's 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 this is this is his makeup for jerome miller it doesn't matter for jerome miller if he does it matters in the sense that if he does win he knows he can get towards aj he can get towards wilder he can get towards fury he can get those bigger fights if he delivers on this stage but he will always get these opportunities because he sells well and he can just use the outside circuit which is what he did before he went he fought in Dubai then came back and fought and now he's here he can just come back he can, he can sort of creep his way back in Dubois doesn't have that resilience and Miller hasn't really lost I don't think Miller's lost before let me just check I, I forgot his record on the, on the field
1: right yeah
2: yeah so Miller's undefeated so he can lose a fight first,
1: I'll be the first there sorry I said trust me if Miller's lost I'll be the first there yeah <laughs> The other lost,
2: yeah, unseated, yeah. So for him, he can lose mm. and he can still sort of come back. For Dubois, this will be three losses, two on the bounce, and then everyone will be like, Well, there's not much really to look at anymore. Like, you, you're not really that guy. So I Need
1: Gerald Miller to lose.
2: Yeah, I don't like him either. I hope he loses.
1: Like, the only problem will be, I wish it was AJ, but I'll take this. No,
2: I, I don't... I hope it's never AJ. Because the one thing I... Yeah, he'll I, make money
1: from that. He'll make bad money from He'll make
2: that. a lot of money. He doesn't deserve it. And look... Yeah. He, he, no, it wasn't the fact that he failed once. It was the fact that after he failed, he failed again. Against Jerry Forrest. I think he was meant to fight Jerry Forrest and then it fell apart because he failed a drug test again. So... And he lied
1: about
2: it. Yeah. But I think... Uh, what am I going to go with? I think... I think Dubois stops him. I think...
1: I, seven, think round. Well, so I, seven, around, I think
2: he stops him as well, the ball stops him. Seventh, eighth round, I think he stops I just think Miller takes too many shots for my liking.
1: Mm.
2: And he's too fat. Yeah. Punch like, shots, he-
1: drug shots, he takes all of that.
2: But, and I think but there was a DAZN promo video, and this guy went to a buffet and just started eating for the promo. He's a fat. He's just fat. But I think mm. he just takes too many shots. He's not mobile enough. He's not—he's—he's not as not skilled like Joyce and Usyk, where he can get a jab going and really stick it in Usyk uh, Dubois' face and give him issues. He's going to come forward and take eat a lot of shots, and I think he's going to give Dubois more confidence. I think this is the fight that Dubois needs, kind of where he's going to be able to get back into his sort of rhythm and really get him out there. I think I think seventh round, yeah, seven, eight round around those areas. You're saying the same as well, isn't it. Yeah, agreed. Perfect.
1: Hope it's only hope it gets man six. Please.
2: Face down, ass up.
1: Yeah, I need him finished. And then after, and it needs to be like you know when um, what's his name for um Fabio Wardley? Yeah, what's his name. It Adelaide. needs to be like, Adelaide. Yeah, I need a humbling. taking like his tongue out. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I need him to get. Yeah, I think. I think that. I think he will get everything he will lose. I, I just don't think Miller's that guy.
1: so annoying so annoying, I don't find him entertaining at all. Like, some people say, Yeah, he has to fight off. I can't stand it, man. I'd rather him not be on the card at all, but for him to lose, I- I'll take it.
2: So, finally, dubois got someone backing him,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: outside of Frank Warren, right? Um, but okay, let's move on to the main fights. Deontay mm-hmm. Wilder versus Josh Joseph Parker. Uh, where do we start? Look, Deontay Wilder hasn't fought since Hellenius, which is last year, and that was only one round. And then before that, that was in 2021 when he fought uh, Fury in the trilogy, which me and you reacted to, and he got battered. Um, I remember that watch along was funny because I had to be so quiet because it was in the night. It was like 4 a.m. and we were just watching a classic, and I was like, "What the hell?"
1: Crazy fight,
2: yeah. But uh, that's 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 the Mm -hmm. thing about that fight is I wonder how much it took out of Deontay Wilder because those type of fights, especially
1: idea because his fight with Hellenius lasted what like 20 seconds
2: yeah like it was one it was like a three minute fight three minute round and you didn't see much from the Hellenius fight um those two fights with Fury the last two um were batterings he got battered in the third fight he did knock down Fury but he got battered he ended up getting battered over the the course of those two fights it takes a lot out of you especially when you're getting battered like when AJ lost to Usyk he was losing and there was some Points where Usyk was turning on, but Usyk didn't batter him, he's completely out. Hmm. Wilder got battered, and I wonder how much that will take out of him. Fury fight Wilder got battered,
1: yeah, battered,
2: yeah.
1: Even the way he got knocked, I don't think people talk about a knockout that much, you know. He just fell, (laughs) he just fell fell. like. like Timber, but it that was more conclusive than the second fight because obviously the second fight I think his team waved it off or whatever
2: or the referee waved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, the the no, the um, Mark there was the whole thing yeah. where he nah,
1: he got he got knocked out and he never talked about it. Yeah, he about the first and second fight. He never talked about that last fight because no,
2: because nothing to so um, argue. There, there got, it. it was as definitive as it got. You you had your chance. There were moments where you had Fury in trouble, and then you yeah. did not capitalize and you got battered.
1: Got battered. Um, I still think he's going to win, though. Yeah. yeah. And the reason I, feel I think he's going to win no. is because I don't like Joseph Parker. I don't... I've not... After oh, watching him versus... That's a great reason. <laughs> after watching him versus Joyce, I yeah. feel like all my opinions on Joseph Parker before that fight were proven to be a bit wrong. Um, I think I overestimated him as a mover and I overestimated his skill. Because he wasn't able to showcase that against one of the slowest targets in the heavyweight division, so that tells me Wilder will be able to hit you. And the like for him to win this fight, I think he needs to be he needs to be so mobile and he needs to. I don't think Joseph Parker is like has like power in both hands like an AJ or whatever. Like, I feel like those are the kind of guys that you know will have probably the best success against a Wilder. And, and even Fury, like he, he had to change the way he fought to beat him. Like he had to like hurt him and stuff. I don't feel like Parker will hurt Wilder, and I feel like it's just going to be one of those ones where we're going to keep going round by round until Wilder lands that big right hand, and that's it. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think the thing I was saying about it—I don't know how much has been taken out of Wilder, and I wonder what, if Parker does press him, can he put Wilder in a position he doesn't like, and that really works for Parker? But I, I agree with you joseph parker's had a very good year this year he's already had three fights this year this will be his fourth very active opposite of wilder this is very active but not stellar opposition. this is his first this is his first opponent since joe joyce that's a world-class opponent but obviously wilder's not only world class he's a higher level than world class at this stage the power's always there we know that the power net will never leave wilder unless he doesn't do his training, like in terms of conditioning all that, his power will always be there. The interesting thing, like I said, will be if Joseph Parker does get to him and start pushing him back and start throwing shots at him and Wilder has to be on the back foot, how does he respond to that? And what things has he done with uh, Malik Scott to kind of help him, um, you know, get out of that uh, situation or help him on the back foot? So for Wilder, this is a chance against Parker, who is very hittable, like you said. Parker's hittable. It doesn't matter what he does. Andy Lee can't change that. His trainer can't change that about him. Very hittable. And he's going to get hit by Parker, um, by Wilder. Um, But Parker can cause an upset. I just don't think he's capable of doing it. I just don't think he'll be able to. I think, like you said, he's just going to get caught and then he won't be able to recover. And that'll be it. Whether it's
1: one-shot... That's where I am with it, man. Like Honestly, that's exactly where I am with it. I think for Parker to win this fight, Wilder has to be worse than we're estimating him to be. Because we don't know where he is right now after those Fury fights. We genuinely, yeah. He caught life with that first one, K.O. was a But if he's a lot worse than we remember, then I feel Parker can, can, can capitalise. But if he's average, normal Deontay Wilder versus the Parker we've been seeing in recent years, I'll give that slight nudge to Wilder. I just feel like... The things that I thought Parker was, he hasn't shown me that in such a long time. And he will show me that against less reposition, which means the tougher fights he has. Do you remember the Parker that fought Dylan White? Yep. Like that type of Parker, I feel like will cause Wilder so many problems. But he hasn't showcased that skill in, in years. Like he hasn't showed... That, that, Joyce, that Joe Joyce fight just like completely turned me off because that... Joyce was, like, tailor-made for him. You just move around him, like, you... you, I thought Paul was going to play with George Joyce's paws. And, yeah, he couldn't do it. And he's just, he's dared to be hit. And the one thing we know about Wilder is, if you're dared to be hit, boy, you have to be a, a, a weirder like a Tyson Fury to be able to beat him, honestly.
2: Uh, yeah, I think with 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 most uh, um, sorry one thing, with most um, guys that I, I when I talk about when they fight Wilder, everyone's hittable. So it's not the, the you're not you're you're not going to find a fighter that doesn't get hit. Even Tazewell is hittable, and he could take the shots. It's more about can you damage Wilder enough at some point his power won't matter because you've done enough damage to him, you can get him out of there. And that's the main thing I'm going to see from here is how compromised is Wilder and his chin because before he was getting hit by lesser punches, like Luis Ortiz, um, for example, he, and he, he, he was hurt, but he had the heart to get him through those fights and win those fights. But when you get better like that against Tyson Fury, do you still have that ability to take that shot and then keep going? We'll see against Parker because I do think Parker's gonna land on him as well. I think we're not I, I don't think we're gonna see Wilder straight away knock him out. We could though, I mean it's Deontay Wilder, you never know what to expect from him. But I think we're gonna see Parker do test Wilder a bit, but then eventually Parker's just gonna fall into his normal patterns, not move his head off the center line, and he just gets completely nuked by a shot that you can see coming from far away, but it just he doesn't move out of the way of it, and I think. Maybe like fourth or fifth round, he gets knocked out. I think Wilder will probably take one or two rounds to kind of get his jab going. The stuff that Malik has been t- teaching him um, in the on the pads and everything. And then eventually just gets his gears going and then gets what he gets back to doing what he's normally doing, which is throwing those long right hands down the pipe and just trying to knock guys' heads to the moon. So I think, yeah, I think middle round stoppage for Wilder. I don't know if it's gonna be a one-shot knockout and Parker's out, or if it's gonna be one shot. Parker's wobbly, and then it's just a barrage of shots that then end the fight. But, yeah, I'm not convinced that Parker can do the stoppage, the upset, but if he does, I won't be surprised. But I'm just not convinced about it. Uh, th- you know who is convinced? Mark's convinced. Mark is proper convinced that um, uh, Wilder loses. Mark's very... right, boy, but jo- jo- uh,
1: Joseph Parker's cooked, boy. I, don't
2: see- it. I, think, I think it's more about him putting stocks in the fact that Wilder's damaged then
1: Parker's we have no problem but we'll see
2: yeah but look this is a fight that wilder has to win because the next fight is going to be your ticket out of boxing it's going to be the the next fight if, if obviously the retirement, it's the
1: retirement fund that next fight.
2: You forget retirement fund this is your fund for your grand great grandchildren like <laughs> the fund that's going to carry them like this is the fan this is the fight the next fight is the fight that is going to get him that generational wealth oh, yeah. that will keep his family afloat for decade for generations so mm. gotta get through this one and the other guy has to also get through this fight J- Anthony Joshua taking on Otto Wallin uh some preview or some context about this fight so Otto Wallin fought this year as well he fought twice I think um so this will be a third fight I think I can't remember it might be twice but I know he he had a fight recently against um Murat Gassiev uh wasn't he, he won he, he comfortably won there's no doubt that he won he won most of the rounds there yeah he fought twice this year he fought another bum called olguin in january but that there yeah, were well, um it wasn't convincing because the main thing about that gassiev fight was gassiev looked so poor he looked, he looked he didn't look like he belonged in a ring at all like his footwork was very basic didn't cut off the ring at all was getting affected by certain shots that were just landing um, and Otto volume just did the basics and he won. With AJ, he's coming off two fights. Two fights that I think have not really encapsulated the audience's mind, but in terms of, if we were looking at it from an objective view, fights that he were meant to win, and fights that he qu- he won how you'd expect not him to win because you're everyone's expecting the destroyer, but how you'd expect a world level fighter to beat these type of guys they should be winning comfortably not losing many rounds like that but maybe losing one or two rounds he was getting jabbed a bit here and there by hellenius the thing i do give leniency to many fighters about this is when you do take on a fight on one week's notice it's hard to adjust especially the difference between hellenius and white like completely different styles completely different fighters completely different physicalities to deal with um so everything changes everything on that window that can be
1: jarring 100
2: yeah yeah and if, for any fighter when when you have a short no, short notice fight it's it's hard to change especially when you've been preparing for something else but you still have to do the job to prove that you're that level uh he did show it in the Hellenius fight at the end he got that knockout and he, he really did put a number did a number on him um so he's had a good year. I, I said when when he lost to Usyk the second time. I want to see his 2023 having free fights because it's really key for him to be active. He hasn't been active in quite a while, and the only way to improve is by being active, get working through some of the kinks that, you know, you have, and then keep going and keep improving. Um, I wouldn't say he's improving, but I think he's he hasn't improved in his last two fights. He's shown a certain level. That's what I think he's done. Um, He hasn't regressed, but he hasn't kind of wowed us. But this fight is a perfect fight for him to show, have I improved? Am I still the same level of world champion, or am I just a bit lower than that? And and there's a lot riding for him, because a lot of people are sort of getting onto him, a lot of people are thinking he's done, while saying the same thing, that you're done, you're over the hill, whatever. Um, The weird thing I did find is that he's changed trainers for this fight. I do get why, because in terms of um, why he went with ben Davison, because ben's been there in the corner for the voline fight and also if you want aj just against someone like Otto voline if you want him to fight a bit long game on using your jab better and using your one twos and you know basically keeping him at the end of your punches ben davidson is a decent coach for that i just think it's a bit weird that you change trainers to uh Derek james you've been going through that system behind two fights and then for this fight for some reason you're going to ben Davison and then coming back to you're muted
1: sorry that's that's super weird yeah and
2: then going back after it's it's very weird but i mean if it works out the one thing i've always said about tra- uh, changing trainers is we never know how it looks because we're not in the gym with them so th- it could be that maybe this this partnership does work for him and it's many like a lot of people thought ben davidson tyson fury what kind of link up is that ben davidson's a nobody because ben davidson was a nobody no he was never involved in boxing like that he was tyson Fury's friend but it worked to an extent. It did work when he when he came back. It did work. So it wasn't like, you know, he he used Ben Davidson for the first few uh, Wilder fight. He used Ben Davidson for the um, Valine and the uh, uh, Schwartz fights and his comeback fights that he had before. So sometimes in boxing you can't explain it. Some things do work. Like mm-hmm. you just have to be there and see that it works. But mm. it is weird. On the outset, you look at the paper, it's weird. Like, we're training trainers and then coming back to trainers and then doing this. But we'll have to see this week how that turns out in terms of what Ben Davison gets him doing. I get what he says, that when I'm in the UK, I'm not going to just switch off when Derek James is not here.
1: I not yeah. yeah. And Derek is probably a busy trainer now, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, 100%. But chain, like n- not having Derek James as your head trainer for this fight does not make sense because you are a, you are at that stage where you're now fighting world-level fights you've Mm -hmm. got to keep having the same trainer so Mm -hmm. you both can keep growing and keep improving Mm -hmm. so it does it is a bit weird but okay uh, 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 we can sort of okay that issue's there cool the fight itself i think aj is more than comfortable enough in terms of his skills i think he's better than um
0: it's just (laughs) a mentality
2: that's it it really is just a mentality can you put the punches together can you get it going can you really stamp your authority on volume i think if he really if he really lands a hard shot on volume early on or i think the one thing i really missed from him that i really used to rate him for especially when he was on his come up was his body work his body was very good especially as a um, heavyweight he's really sticking to the body and then i always used to say there's a typical formula for aj fights in the early rounds he goes to the body um, uses his jab and he still has a feel out round. And then because he's heavyweight, it's a bit older, they're a bit fatter, they're not as conditioned. Because mm. he's going to the body a lot, they start to fade and falter and the shots start to come in. He did, he did that with um, Hvekian. Yeah, the sh- the sh- he started to fade a bit and the shots, the openings were showing. So I, I, I expect the same thing, I think, here from Voilin, where Voilin's a bit tricky and crafty and he's going to make this a very messy fight. He's not really going to let Joshua set. He's not going to really let um AJ get into that sort of rhythm or he's going to keep jabbing him here from here and there, going to clinch, hold and make it really, you know, not not excitable to watch. And then land a crack him with a f- couple of shots to see how he takes it. But with AJ, I think you go back to that body, really test his conditioning um, and just let your hands go. Like, especially because he's not, Valin's a southpaw and everyone's like, well, it's like Usyk. Ronin's nothing. No, Usyk. Nothing Nothing like, Usyk.
1: Nothing like, Usyk. like he, ain't one- he ain't got Usyk's feet
2: not the same skill, not the same ability, not the same footwork, not the same speed, not the same experience, like, Everything's. different He's like a, he's like a pound. He, if you want to compare him to Usyk, he's like a pound land Usyk.
1: I wouldn't even go that far.
2: And, and AJ has success at certain times with Usyk. So it's not like AJ was completely lost against Usyk. But well, obviously he lost those fights. Yeah. He lost those fights a lot, but, i think you'll have much more success in this fight and i think it's a good fight for him because um it does set you up for training a bit better against Southpaws, especially because you've got someone like Jile zhang that could be an opponent if because he's in the wings you never know um and also if he wants to fight usik again i don't think that will ever happen again but if it does happen fighting getting through a guy like Varlín and being able to deal with him sets you up better um also it's good because valine's quite big I think Valin is 6'5". Six 6'6". Six,
1: six.
2: Yeah, 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, so, wait, let me see. Yeah, 6'5". So, so, you want to now fight guys that are similar size to you because if, you were, if we are what we think it is, that we are going towards this Wilder fight, you want to now fight similar dimension fighters. I would have hoped that he fought someone like a Jaguar because a Jaguar, similar to Wilder, big, orthodox, just likes to do those one-twos, Uh, but he's very hittable, so similar to Wadi, it kind of gets you prepared, but Valin, same thing, big, like like Helen, he's a big guy, but he's a bit more crafty, he doesn't know more about the skill, he's southpaw, but I hope we do see Joshua come through, and I don't know, I have a feeling, I think I have a feeling that we're seeing, we're going to see a different sort of side to AJ, that we haven't seen in quite a while, where he's going to be able to, he's going to really let his hands go in these these rounds, in these fights, and He's going to stick onto Valin. I think he's going to, I think he might stop Valin. If he doesn't, he'll probably drop him and and then Valin survives to a decision. So I I think that will happen. What what, what were your thoughts? Because I know there's a lot riding for you on this one.
1: Listen, AJ, this fight, I see it two ways, right? I believe the only issue that anthony joshua will have in this fight is himself and his confidence issues other than that i think aj should pummel this guy and the reason why i think so is because i always go back whenever everyone talks to me about this walling guy i, I always go back to his fight with dominic brazil and brazil was such a meaty guy yeah and in that fight walling showed like conditioning issues that I feel like if someone that's just like above average pushes him like you said goes to the body you know those conditioning issues will be exposed so much easier like every single time people talk to me like this walling guy I just say watch his fight versus Brazil like this guy is not only beatable but he can be washed by like the top five to top eight guys um so I'm expecting I'm genuinely expecting AJ, especially because they fought before in the amateurs. Obviously, I know present amateurs is still a completely different games. but because they fought before in the amateurs, and AJ is beating, I'm expecting AJ to forget these confidence issues, just going and just punch him up, honestly, yeah. and just win convincingly. I really want a, I want a, a dominant, and I want a, a, I want AJ to make a, a statement. You know what I'm saying? Everything this man said that in the past two fights he hasn't done that, but I'm really hoping this time he does do that. Um, but it has the makings of either being a, a stand-up performance for AJ or one of those performances where he 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 wins, but it's one of those frustrating wins where it's like you should have you should have beat beat this guy up, you know. Um, I felt the same way with Helenius, but like you said, you know, late opponent, etc., etc. Um, I actually enjoyed the, his opponent his his performance. frankly, more than Helenius. I actually enjoyed that fight. I was there for it. I know not a lot of people like a lot of people said that AJ was like done and stuff, but I I was expecting to stop him and, and knock him out, but the fight itself, like I, I wasn't frustrated. I was frustrated at the Helenius fight. Like that was that's the nosebleed AJ. I don't want to see that AJ this fight. <laughs> that nosebleed AJ. I don't want to see that AJ, man. So um yeah, I, I, I'm 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 thinking he, he he punches this guy. But no, he uh one is nothing like you said, like they both both but AJ has fought southpaw before. Like Just because he's southpaw doesn't mean that he's going to give him the same problems Usyk did. The The problem with Usyk is Usyk is a southpaw and he can move his feet. That's that's the issue. So it's really hard to land on Usyk. While, if, if Dominic Brazil can land on Wallen, AJ can. That's it.
2: Yeah. Um, well said. Um, the interesting th- thing for me about this fight will be, especially for AJ, I think if AJ does go last, <laughs> so he's the main event, Oh, do we not know yet? No. So, I've I looked on Wikipedia. I've looked on everything. And it's still just... They still build as Joshua Walleen, Wilder Parker, but there's no... <laughs> At the same time? What's going on? No, no. That's... that's <laughs> I
0: would
1: Wait,
2: pause. But, like... Yeah, the interesting thing will be the order of those fights. If if Deontay goes first and he delivers a mad knockout over George Parker, does that change his sort of mentality towards this fight? Where nah, for, yeah, because yeah, I feel like that happened against the Ruiz fight where a week before the Brazil fight happened and Wilder knocked him out with one, uh, one, one punch mm. and then he kind of went into that looking for a knockout. Obviously, he lost because he, he tried to trade and he got caught and then he never recovered from that, but that could affect his mentality going into this fight and it could change the outcomes that that is one thing to look at it is very confusing in terms of why they haven't sort of announced who the actual main event is so if you go on wikipedia it's billed as the day of reckoning but it's anthony joshua versus otto volume build first but no one knows it hasn't really been announced who the main fight is there is a rumor going around that um Uh, what's it called, there's a rumour going around that uh, Joshua and Wilder would do a coin toss. Win of the coin toss is the main event. So it could be that. But for you, I think it will be less stressful if Joshua goes last, because at least you can see sort of the Parker win, uh, Mm. the Parker win, sorry, the Parker-Wilder fight, and then you can kind of go, okay, now AJ has to deliver. But Mm. for AJ, it might be a bit more pressure, because now, you know, it's me, after deliver, but it's interesting, it's the first time I've ever gone we've ever gone into a fight and we don't know who the main fight is. That's crazy.
1: That's wow. just,
2: yeah. Mad. But um hopefully this week we do find out. Um I don't think it matters that much who the main event is.
1: Why are they even fighting over this? Josh was the bigger draw, so shouldn't he go lost? He's the biggest. That's what everyone assumed, but you know. I don't like that because they they're making Waldo feel like he's that guy. He's not, he's really not. <laughs>
2: But, um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what to expect. But, look, the the the, the card in general, a good card, I, I can't wait. It's going to be a good card. And it's going to be one of them ones. I'm going to be sitting from 5 o'clock and watching until whenever it ends. I wonder if we should
1: stream while we watch it. Because we're going to be with the guys. I don't
2: know. Uh, yeah, I think that... Um, well, you know, what, we'll, what we will do, and we'll say, we'll definitely stream way. Um, yeah. That's on, the bo- that's on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. It's at lunchtime. We can definitely stream the a fight so yeah. watch out for that because we'll definitely stream that I want to definitely stream that because I'm going to be watching that fight it's going to be it's, good, it's a good time as well and Boxing Day no one's busy so yeah
1: important.
2: so yeah, yeah. but um, that card's going to be interesting The uh, this whole Saudi card I, I'm interested to see how it goes one of my only things that I hope it doesn't happen please end by 12am
0: bro that speed
1: in was ridiculous
2: the fact that it was 12.30 pissed me off because look I don't mind staying up for US fights that are at, you know, 3, 4 a.m. But I know they're at 3, 4 a.m. They're mm-hmm. meant for 3, 4 a.m. Because they are prime time US fights. Cool. This is meant to be a prime time UK fight. Why are you doing it at 12 a.m.? So they need to need to sort that out and make sure that they don't do that for this fight. Because long day, man. Long day. Nice. But uh, anything else you want to add from this or covered everything? Covered um, just
1: make sure you follow us. Um, on the ringside hat's on our Twitter because um, we're going to be like tweeting a lot about these upcoming fights, especially during um, the um, Saudi card. Yeah, look, we've got a
2: brilliant week to look forward to. You've got Saturday, you've got the Day of Reckoning card Joshua, Wilder, Bivor, Pattaya, and the Dubois Miller. And then three days later, in Norway, fighting Topalis for with uh, history. -hmm. He's he's making history, and we're going to pre we're definitely going to react to this on Sunday or Monday, even. Well, Monday's Christmas Day, now I have no idea. I think Monday's Christmas, so we might not be able to do Christmas because obviously some people might be busy. Yeah, it'll be a Sunday or Monday. We'll react to it, and we'll obviously talk about it in a way. But the fact that we're getting this card and then Inoue, and then that's the year. Well, there is one more fight in Japan, but you know, Mm. but But these two big fights, what a way to end the year, and then Mm. like. We're really in for a treat this next week uh, and a bit. So, like, really, oh, like,
1: it just continues momentum into the next year.
2: It seems like it is because we've got we're starting January with Better Be Smith. Mm-hmm. February, uh, Fury Usyk. Mm-hmm. March, it seems like we might get Joshua Wilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also seems like we're probably going to get in March or April or around March time Better Be of Bivol if they both win. Mm-hmm. Um, Fimo versus Jermaine Ortiz in February. And then he wants to go on into June to fight mm-hmm. Subrio Matias in Unification. Um, Devin Haney, who, what his next move could be. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff to look forward to next year as well. So Great year, though. I mean, I, I remember this time last year, me and Sams were kind of talking about the state of boxing. We were very depressed.
0: Mm-hmm. And now,
2: 12 months later, look what kind of happened and, mm-hmm. and delivered. So, yeah. yeah please click subscribe if you're watching on youtube and if you're listening on spotify uh give us five stars uh mm-hmm. and on apple podcasts and follow us like i said on twitter because we're going to like this week especially because so many fights to talk about we're going to be tweeting heavily send us your thoughts as well we'll retweet them we'll, we'll, we'll interact we we'll always interact with everyone that um, interacts with our tweets um follow us on uh instagram as well fracas because we put a lot of content there as well yep. Um, and we'll see you hopefully next week after a big round of fights. Thank you. Peace.
1: Peace. Yeah, yeah,
0: Lewis, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven, eight, I eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was gonna rip his heart out, I'm the best ever I'm the most brutal of the Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been There's no one can stop me, Linz is a conqueror No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody's ruthless I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey. there's no one like me I'm from Claude. there's no one that can match me My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Praise be to Allah!